This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, the invoicing tool that I use to make sure I collect all my money in an efficient manner. To claim your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, remember, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea to help get it to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33 Four 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 to prove it. Again, that's Nathan to three three four 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 to prove it. Last week's winner was Mike Sherbakov. Mike runs his own internet business. He's doing between 100 and 500k per year, and he's a blogger, author, and influencer, building his business, listening to the top. Today's episode is three two seven. Coming up bright and early tomorrow morning, we're going to hear from Erica Douglas. She bought fifty percent of a business for seventeen k, and now that business is doing over a million dollars per year. Top drive. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Our guest today is Nathan Clarer, and he's a technology entrepreneur and CEO at Bridgecrest Medical. He's passionate about the Internet of Things and wearable technology that prevent accidents on heavy industry site, industrial sites. Experience launching and selling new B2B SaaS products globally in the USA and emerging markets ranges many, many, many years. He's a Southern California kid at heart, lifelong martial artist, and loves the outdoors. Nathan, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, thank you so much for that introduction. You bet, you bet. I, I hit a lot there. That was a very effective 50-word introduction. Uh, <laughs> tell me more, Nathan. Okay, so tell me more. First off, give us some context. How old are you? And is Bridgecrest kind of your first gig, your entrepreneur gig, or no? Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 25. Um, and so, yes, it is really, I think, I think the first one that's taken off. Um, but I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, you try a couple of things before you have something hit. And so, and what were you doing before? You know, um, so I've got an engineering degree background, but I was actually working in finance before doing Bridgecrest. Okay. And what, what kind of fine, like private equity, venture capital, uh, equity research. Uh, I was covering, you know, biotech equities and also consumer equities. Okay. And what, um, I imagine that's, that was your first job out of college. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And so here's one thing, Nathan, it's always viable to the audience. Uh, actually, before we do this, explain real quick, what Bridgecrest medical does and your revenue model, how do you make money? Sure. So we're a B2B SaaS company. And what we do is we integrate the latest wearable technology and IoT technology into an analytics platform that helps heavy industry companies. So mining companies, trucking companies, oil and gas companies prevent accidents before they happen at the job site. And so actually how that manifests itself is it goes a level deeper. Um, we do very specific pinpoint solutions to problems. And really our leading solution right now is a wearable technology solution that predicts fatigue risk of equipment operators before they actually enter the cab of what they're operating. So wow. yes, yeah. So it essentially works. Um, you take a wearable watch. Um, in this case, we often use an Intel basis watch. Um, did they pay for that or uh, did they bid? Did you, did you make them and Apple bid against each other for that? 
Yeah, so uh, we <laughs> <laughs> we actually ran a medical validation. Okay. Um, and in that medical validation, we found that the basis worked best for our needs. Um, but we, and that was actually a study we did, and I can go into that, but we did that at 14,000 feet in the Andes Mountains. Um, and it was, it was very interesting, but maybe we can talk about that later. Sure. Um, yeah, so... So tell me how you, like, just real quick, give, give us some insight into the sales model. So are you selling directly to the worker or directly to the oil and gas company or directly to who? Yeah, so we sell directly to the oil and gas company, uh, generally the operations managers or the safety managers there. Okay, got it. And so first off, Nathan, I have to say, this sounds really cool, but it sounds boring. Like this uh, selling into the space must be like, are there really long sales cycles? It's like a typical enterprise sales cycle. So like six months or so. Okay, that's actually really short for, for B2B SaaS. What's your, what's the typical, actually, maybe it's, maybe, maybe contract values smaller than I'm thinking. Are most contract values in the six figures or lower? Uh, they're in the five to six figures. Okay. And are they, are they, um, would you say they're paying more for the software or more for the hardware or, or do you like subsidize the, the hardware? You know, we try to do a pure SaaS model where they just buy a pure SaaS fee from us. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. Okay, so they're paying you something monthly and you say five to six figures because you probably make them, I, I guess, pay annually or something? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And do you try and... Lo- I mean, I imagine with something like this, there's there's incredible amounts of systems integration, right? All the workers have to wear the watch. They have to make sure it's, you know, it's working. There's training time to get it you know, uh, working on the site. Do you try and lock them up for two, three, four, five-year contracts or are one-year contracts the norm? You know, what we're seeing right now um, is companies are getting more and more comfortable uh, with this technology. So in the past, they may have done a one year. What we're seeing right now is companies are actually doing that two, that three, that four year contract. Okay. And how old's a business? Uh, about two years, two and a half years. Okay. And what, uh, tell me real quick, what, what got you into it? I mean, going from finance to this, it seems like two totally different things. What got you into it? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I have an engineering degree as a background. Um, we saw all this new wearable technology, this new mobile health technology be used in the suburbs, in places, in patient care networks like Palo Alto or, or Del Mar, um, and which is kind of near where, where I went to school. And we thought, you know, this technology is fundamentally mobile. We can do something new with it and bring it outside of your typical use case into these heavy industrial sites. And that's like where the genesis of the idea came from. So it was really from that idea. And tell me about the founding team. Sure. So I'm the solo founder for this company, actually. We're about uh, 10 to 20 people right now okay. in that range. That's March uh, here in, oh, actually, April of 2016. That's right. Yeah. Um, sorry. So keep going. So you're the sole founder. That's unique. Uh, d- did you take care of, like, like, who takes care of business, who takes care of sales, who takes care of the engineering? So... Uh, as CEO, you're pretty much responsible for rev- for revenue operations. So I handle uh, the business side of things. Um, and then we've got a great CTO here who handles um, our technology platform. Okay. And I mean, do you treat him like a co-founder? Does it, you know, did you give equity out to other people or do you have kind of, do you hold all that? Yeah. So we give equity. Okay. Uh, right. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. So yeah, you started it and then you kind of it sounds like you kind of you kind of hunted for that talent and you gave them a job offer, but it wasn't necessarily just salary. Depending on how important they were, you also maybe put equity in those offers. 
That's right. It's Not super it. important um, to put together the right founding team. And that's totally. kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you said your founding year is 2014. I always like to ask the question because it's always, usually it's pretty funny. Do you remember what first year revenues were? Did you have any? First year was all building the product. Yeah. Yeah. I thought with a product like this that, yeah, I might get that answer. Um, okay. Very cool. And tell me about a uh, funding history. So Crunchbase is never accurate, but it says, it says you guys looks like have raised a total of about almost $200,000. Is that accurate? Uh, no, actually much more. Okay. Um, so we're, we don't release a lot of our numbers publicly. So we've reached, we've raised to date about $1.3 million. Okay. Um, and that came mostly the beginning of last year in a round. What have you learned? So there's people listening right now that are, that are engineers just like you, right? That are thinking about building their own piece of hardware and maybe they hate, you know, the idea of raising capital. Maybe they are in love with the idea of raising capital. What kinds of things should they be looking for? In other words, why did you decide to raise that capital? So I think, you know, for our business, we needed to raise the capital, right? To build the product we wanted to build. And I think if you're an engineer, you're looking at that and you want to build something really new and that's going to solve, um, a problem. Uh, you don't always need to raise a ton of money, but I think you should consider how raising some money will accelerate your ability to, to do that. And did you, uh, is most of those, are most of those costs going towards just engineering to develop the analytic software or is it going into hardware? Last year, most of our costs were just engineering for the analytics software yep. um, because we partner for the hardware. Okay. Okay. Got it. Now, if you, if we dive kind of deeper into some, some of the, I guess, customer unit economics, do you have insight yet into, into core kind of SaaS things or like every SaaS entrepreneur measures things like churn? Yeah. So we launched the product the end of last year. So around so end of 2015, that's right. End of 2015. Um, and it's been a good market response so far. Um, our churn rate is very low. We actually have not had a customer churn yet. Okay. And what's the total sample size, would you say? I mean, do you have 10 customers, 100 customers? What's the general size? We've got about 10 to 20 customers right now. Okay, got it. And I imagine in this kind of space, this is not like Nathan. I'm sure maybe you've heard of like, you know, Buffer or one of these low-priced consumer apps. This is not a play where you're looking to sign up tens of thousands of customers. You can build a very healthy business on 100 customers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's enterprise um, SaaS. So we're looking for to build, you know, deep relationships with our customers. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Very, very helpful. Um, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned nobody's churned uh, yet, which is great. Are you spending it, it when you go out and look for kind of new revenue, new sales, do you spend tri- time going to the oil and gas company saying, Hey, you're only using this on 50 employees in Texas right now. You should buy it for the other thousand employees in Des Moines, Iowa, or are you, i.e. expansion revenue, or are you going out and kind of hunting for new, new users like altogether? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I'd say like heavy industry sales is a little bit different. Um, you can often penetrate by going directly to a site rather than going through corporate, and that'll often uh-huh. give you a faster sale. Okay. Um, when you do that, and we've done both, you run into the problem while you now have this limited base and you have to essentially upsell from that single site. That's right. Um, so yeah, so exactly like what you said, um, we do find ourselves, you know, being able to then make the case to corporate that, hey, this is working on one of your operations. Let's roll this out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes good sense. And I know, uh, Nathan, you didn't want to get specific, so we'll keep it super general here. In terms of in terms of 2015 revenues, would you guys, I mean, uh, are you, let's just say above or below a million? Or, or if you're not comfortable with that range, just give me an even wider range that's more vague. 
Yeah, so we just launched in 2015. So we were below a million at the end of that year, but it was okay. about, you know, less than a quarter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And what would, obviously 2016 still has a lot of time in it, but what number would you get really, you and your investors and your team get really excited about hitting in 2016 as a goal? Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, actually, Nathan, I'm, I'm going to punt on that question, unfortunately, because I just don't have permission to, to start talking about those things, unfortunately. Sorry yeah, no, it's not, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a problem at all. Look, people, uh, you, you have to ask the questions because these are the things that entrepreneurs are thinking about. And sometimes, obviously, folks can't give answers because of boards or things like that. You've been transparent, so I, I totally get it. No worries. Um, what, what are, let, me ask you, let me ask that question differently so it's not tied to revenue. What are some key indicators of growth for you guys? Like, what are, your, what are key milestones you're trying to hit? maybe product wise. Yeah. So I think product wise, you want to see adoption in the, in some of the bigger names in the industry. And actually what you see, especially in mining is that the majors sort of dictate the pace for the rest of the industry. So companies like Rio Tinto, Volley, um, Barrick, who is our development partner building this solution. Um, they really dictate the way, the way the industry goes. Mm -hmm. So, for us, um, getting adoption there is really critical. So we, we like to see that. Um, we, I think we've made good headway there. Okay. Um, on the product side, um, really for us, it's rolling out a few more specific use cases. So the fundamental IP in the system works across trucking, mining, oil and gas, really anyone with a shift worker. Um, but if we but what we want to do is actually make it a little bit more specific and really build out those feature sets that makes it complete across all those industries in other words mining might have a little different kind of thing you could add in the analytics back end than say oil and gas that's right got yeah. it and what uh, last question before i get nathan into my favorite part of the show um where are you spending most of your time on the sales side or engineering side I spend most of my time on the sales side now. Okay. Yep. That makes sense as CEO. Very cool. Well, hey, if, Nathan, if people want to follow your journey as you're building this business online, where can they connect with you personally? Uh, so my Twitter account is great. Um, it's just twitter.com slash nclarer. Okay. So, so many of you have been asking me, you're an agency and you bill for your time or you have, you're a coach and you sell your hours to coaching clients. Well, stop fooling around with Word documents and templates or Excel files to try and send your invoicing. Okay. I just did it. I use this thing called FreshBooks. It's a tool. It takes me about 34 seconds to create and send an invoice. And here's why I love it. If you're a coach or an agency, you know how you always spend time begging and pestering your clients to pay? Well, Fresh books makes and becomes the bad guy for you. They'll send late payment reminders, which means you don't have to chase people down and strain the relationship. So I love that. Additionally, when you create the invoice in the upper left, you can put your own brand logo and things in there so you can stay on brand and professional. So here's the deal. You know, the show is all about numbers. And the most important thing listening for everybody is that FreshBooks is simple, even if you're not a numbers person. Well, you know, actually, especially if you're not a numbers person, Person. Don't you dare come on my show and expect me not to ask you numbers questions. You guys know that I do. I go for the jugular and you now can use FreshBooks to keep your numbers organized. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the how did you hear about us section. 
Again, to get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks right now and enter the top in the How Did You About Us section. No credit card required. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Great. And Top Tribe, we will link to that in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 327. Again, forward slash the top 327. All right, Nathan, it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's the famous five number one. What's your favorite business book? Ooh, um, probably influenced by Robert Caldini. And I'm sure you get that a lot. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's rare coming from an engineer, though. So that actually surprised <laughs> me. I thought you were going to say something very technical, like thinking in systems or something. Sure, sure. <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Yeah, um, I follow I follow Larry Ellison, even though he's not super popular. Um, and I follow Jack Welch too. Obviously. He's not popular because he's always beating the hell out of everybody else, right? So he's <laughs> winning, so nobody likes him. I'd, I'd like to follow a guy like that, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Is there a favorite online tool you have, Nathan, like FreshBooks? Yes. So for sales right now, we're using a great product called Nova um, that we like a lot. It's just nova.ai. Huh? It's automatic email personalization that I think is really good. Um, and then obviously like new relic for your back end is a must have. Awesome. Okay. Number three, Nathan, as you're building this, you're 25 and real quick, what's your situation? Are you married? Single? Do you have kids? Uh, single. Okay. Yeah. Single. So 25 and single building a software startup, 1.3 million ish raised. Yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No. You, we, okay. you, you wish, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question, man. Take us back five years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? You know, I think... You, you always wish you knew some more tactical stuff when you're 20. I think that's fine. Um, I think really, though, uh, just having, I think, a little bit more confidence. Maybe we would have started a, a little bit earlier, and I think that would have been good. Yeah. So just getting in it, getting in it earlier. Yeah. Well, Top Tribe, there you have it from Nathan building a B2B SaaS company. Not an easy kind of company to build, but he's doing it at 25 years old. He started it over two years ago, launched late 2015. Again, as a team of uh, about 20 people-ish uh, now, raised 1.3 million bucks. Nathan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks. If you enjoyed today's episode, go back and listen to Ilias yesterday. He quit his job during the Greece financial crisis to launch his own media business. Does he survive? Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. 
Folks, the greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas on October 6th, featuring a Grammy performer over cocktails at the end. You know him or her very well. They've won so many awards, they're gonna blow us away. If you're skeptical, go to the event site, nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin Live. Look at the speakers and you'll find yourself asking yourself in your brain, how can I miss this? It's gonna feature two, two capuchin monkeys that can sell, billionaires battling live, startups launching live on stage and raising capital. It's gonna be unbelievable. Get your tickets now at nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin Live. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.